Welcome to the Modern Carnivore Podcast, a guide for those interested in hearing more about hunting, fishing, and other paths to eating more responsibly. Now, here's your host, Mark Norquist. Hello and welcome to this new episode of the Modern Carnivore Podcast. I hope you have been getting outside and trying some new adventures. That's something I've been doing quite a bit this year, which has been great. And uh, I just got back from a fishing trip unlike any other that I've been on before. It was with my son and several other gentlemen, uh, and we sailed across Lake Superior from Bayfield, Wisconsin to Isle Royale, which is one of the least visited national parks in the U.S., in the continental U.S., And we were fishing for salmon, lake trout, and doing all kinds of other adventures. And for our 14-year-old son, it was uh, one of those amazing experiences. And uh, I'm so glad we were able to, to do this together. And so I hope you've been getting out and doing some things yourself. And um, today's episode is actually from uh, another trip recently, uh, and it was a a trip to Idaho to go turkey hunting. And in today's episode, you're going to meet two or three, three actually new people. Uh, Two of them are brand new hunters, uh, Lachelle and Cheka. And Lachelle Cunningham is this amazing chef and entrepreneur Uh, here in the Twin Cities where we're based. And I met her first in 2015 when we were making the film Fish Out of Water up in the Boundary Waters. And she went up and did her first wilderness adventure fishing at that time. And it's so fun that now here in 2023, she's able to do her first hunting trip. And I just love having conversations with her about that journey she's on. The other person who is a new hunter is Cheka Parks. She is a butcher uh, and founder of the Minneapolis Meat Collective, which is doing amazing work to introduce people to the art, science, and, and work of butchering. And she does classes here in the Twin Cities, and it was just so fun to spend time with her and Lachelle in Idaho. So how did we get to Idaho? Well, my friend Ed Anderson, who's an artist, entrepreneur, and also has a lodge and outfitting business in McCall, Idaho, invited us out to hunt turkeys on this amazing land that that he has out there. And so what you'll hear today is a conversation after this hunt. You know, as you can tell, you'll be able to tell we had a lot of fun together, a lot of laughter, just a great group of people. And, you know, I, I really like conversations like this with new hunters where we've just come out of the field, everything is fresh in their minds. And so I want you to listen to what they say about that experience. If you're thinking about hunting and maybe haven't gotten out there yet, I think it provides great insight on their perspective, having done this now for the very first time. And If you are listening to this episode before September 9th, 2023, and are in the vicinity of the Twin Cities, you can see and hear Lachelle and Cheka live and in person. Backcountry 
in your backyard is an event that's going to be held on September 9th in Minneapolis. It's a collaboration between Backcountry Hunters and Anglers, Minority Outdoor Alliance, and Modern Carnivore. And at this event, you'll be able to meet some amazing new hunters, hear their stories, and Cheka and Lachelle will be doing a demonstration of how to break down a wild bird and then cook it. And you might even be able to get a taste of Lachelle's amazing creation in the kitchen. I think she is preparing a pheasant chile verde with cornbread. So if you want to get a taste of that, Get your free ticket to this event by just going to backcountryhunters.org forward slash backyard MN. That's backcountryhunters.org slash backyard MN. And we will also put that link in the show notes. But tickets are free and they're limited, so grab yours today. Now, let's get to the post-hunt conversation in McCall, Idaho with Lachelle Cunningham, Cheka Parks, and Ed Anderson. Okay, we're here in McCall, Idaho. Ed loved that. Ed loved that open. <laughs> He's going to vomit in his mouth. Let's go around the horn here. This We're going to start to my left. Okay. Who's here with me today? Uh, I'm Chaka Parks from Minneapolis. I am here as part of the Minneapolis Meat Collective and joining the Modern Carnivore Adventure and the Drift West Adventure. Drift West? Drift oh, West, fuck. you got it. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did she say last time? Trail West. Trail West. <laughs> <laughs> she was on the Oregon Trail. <laughs> I know. <laughs> wasn't ready. <laughs> and I'm Lachelle Cunningham with Shell's Kitchen and Healthy Roots Institute. Also on this amazing adventure with Drift West and Modern Carnivore and Minneapolis Meat Collective. So we're having a good old time. I'm Ed. Ed. I can't believe we got Ed on here. Ed doesn't usually do stuff like this. Not unless he's like, in Alaska. Hey, on yeah, a boat. exactly. <laughs> That's like low tech, then he'll do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so we are on the back end of a turkey hunt. The first time the two of you have been turkey hunting. The first time, Lachelle, you've been hunting. Cheka, in essence, the first time you've been hunting. You did a little thing last fall. And Drift West invited us out here to this amazing location. No Business Lodge in McCall, Idaho. Incredible. Incredible. Look at that. Magical. Oh, my gosh. The sun's shining right now in the mountains. It's pretty breathtaking just taking it all in. Yeah. So, Lachelle, tell me about your first hunt. What do you think? <laughs> well, I I actually, you know, I had, to, I had to process it. You know, afterwards it was just like, woo, you know. So took some time to process it. I feel... You know, I mean, we didn't hit the turkey with the bullets that we wanted to or whatever. However you want to call it. Shot shells. Shot, Shot shells. Oh, see. see. Still learning. You're working Still on learning. You're whack a bird. That's we what did, I we didn't whack a bird. <laughs> <laughs> but what we did, um, I feel accomplished. I feel like, you know, I, I got out there. I did it. I, um, you know, pulled the trigger a couple times and um, we went after it. I didn't quit. Um 
yeah, it was a great experience. I learned so much just about hunting, about turkeys, about this land, about myself in this situation. So, yeah, I feel um, I feel really great about it. So it's great. Invite me back. <laughs> that sounded, looking that at sounded you, really Ed. threatening. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're Ed looking at like, you. You better invite me back. <laughs> as, as her knife Please tattoo is back. pointed at. You. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, Cheka, how about you? Um, now, you went out on, you know, last fall. You and I met last summer, and you're mm-hmm. like, I want to learn to hunt. Mm-hmm. Went out on. A muzzleloader deer hunt. It was mm-hmm. more of a walk in the woods with a gun, right? Yep. Because um, I was by myself, which was not ideal. Right, but right. I went for it anyway because everything was lined Unfortunately, up. Unfortunately, we just had logistics that did not work out. But, yeah. But so, I still learned so much just being out there, just like right. the last couple of days. So talk a little bit about what that is, going out in the woods by yourself. So you did it on your own mm-hmm. in Wisconsin in December mm-hmm. in Deep snow. Badass. Badass. Or dumbass, <laughs> is what my dad said. <laughs> well. So. I don't, yeah, yeah, that was, I had people to help set me up, which was amazing. And I had a little, like, cottage that I was staying in, in town, and I went out to the state forest. And I think for me, it was, one, to see if I could do it, to see how I felt being in the woods with a loaded gun for the first time in my life and noticing the deer tracks, understanding where they might be bedding, trying to be quiet, which was really hard. I'm a really loud hunter, it turns out. I heard myself forever, like for miles and miles, I was like, oh my God, every deer in this area is just like running away from me right now. So I'm like stepping on stuff and coughing and yeah. But I think similar to what you said, Lachelle, like, can I do this? Do I have what it takes? Would I actually shoot this gun? Like having mm-hmm. sort of meditative moments with myself. And mm-hmm. I've spent a lot of time in the woods in the winter. So that was like a no-brainer. I'm like, yeah, I could I would do winter camping, comfortable being in the snow, comfortable with maps, comfortable with hiking. I'm okay being by myself, even though it wasn't ideal. Because um, I feel like hunting is actually so much more than just shooting the animal. And it starts way before you actually get to that moment and it continues on way after which i feel like is why people like it so much mm-hmm. um that's why i think i will fall in love with it it's well, like it's the process of it leading yeah up to absolutely it. i mean look at last couple of days mm-hmm. would you say you had a great hunting experience absolutely, absolutely. yeah you both did mm-hmm. pull the trigger mm-hmm. but that's not that's like a small part of it right mm-hmm. absolutely and this was very different than what I did in December where that was like pretty miserable. I was cold <laughs> as shit. It was zero degrees when I was up at 6 a.m. in a ground blind wondering what the hell I was doing and why I was doing it. But actually I was enjoying it. And I think that was like a small level of um, challenge in some ways that I needed to get myself to the next day where I got up early and did it again. And then I went home, and I was kind of glad I didn't get a deer because I don't want to deal with it <laughs> at the end of the day. After all of that. <laughs> so, I mean, for what that's worth, I don't know if that makes me a shitty hunter or not, but I was relieved when it evening came, and I was like, okay, I'm just driving home, and I'm just going to unpack, and 
I don't have to deal with an animal by myself, which I was I was going to call in people. Very different than this week and in so many good ways from the amazing people like Ed and company, all the folks we've met these last few days. This is just not something someone like me does very often. Honestly, it's been years since I've had an adventure, years since I've been out west. I'm very like, I have a lot of responsibilities and duties back at home and just leaving for a few days is not. And when you first asked me, Mark, I was like, I can't do that. Like who just gets <laughs> to get up and go to Idaho? It was like three or four weeks ago. And then Lachelle was excited. And then I was like, well, shit, if Lachelle's going, I mean, maybe. But then I'm like, but I, I don't know. It was sort of like a harebrained idea. We'd already tried to do a couple things. Both fell through. So I'm like, well, maybe this is just something Mark and I are just going to keep talking about doing shit and it's never going to happen. And and it did. So when everything fell into place, that was pretty encouraging, actually. Um, And the last two days have, I mean, I feel like I need to process more, mm-hmm. but I feel really grateful for all the things I've learned. And I also feel like I have so much more to learn. Many dream of heading west, the direction of adventure for generations. Instead of treasure or fame, today's explorers are more often in pursuit of that perfect riffle on the stream or closing the distance on a bugling bull elk. Maybe it's just the quiet of the woods or the smell of a campfire drifting on the wind you're searching for. No matter the direction of your next outdoor adventure, make sure you drift west. Go to drift-west.com and plan your trip today. So, Ed, yes, why, why does Drift West want to, like, introduce people to these amazing places? Uh, well, I mean, these two are talking about their learning experience. I mean, this has been amazing for me and for the whole team here. I mean, we've we've really learned a lot about how to teach hunting we take it for granted you know we're out here in the in the big country and doing our thing all the time putting people on animals and we kind of you forget about the stages of learning and getting people out there and how important that is um that that it is it's just really it was very very refreshing to get you guys here and listen to your experiences and see how you interacted and it made all i think in the long run it's going to make all of us better at because it is important to get get new people out the the work that modern carnivore does getting people out into the outdoors getting the next experience for them ready to go and some of the conversations we've been having about yeah how 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 do we get more people into the woods how do we teach them the experiences that are important and from your guys perspective listening to you talk about food and your relationship with food and then thinking about your interaction with these animals that are potential food unfortunately it, it we don't have a field the table thing going tonight but like listening to your experience i mean I grew up in a lot of the same neighborhoods you guys are from in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure that the O's are going to come out here soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like the relationship to food that that I took for granted growing up, and I take mm-hmm. for granted being here, and mm-hmm. now listen, you know, watching you guys learn things and 
and getting you these interactions with these animals and i mean it's a it's a pretty amazing i mean eye-opening experience and and i'm pretty thankful to have gotten to do it so mm. and you guys are That's rad awesome. <laughs> so so lachelle yes talk a little bit about what you do on a daily basis and how <laughs> and why you said yes to this what I do on a daily basis, sheesh, I don't want to bore anybody because uh, it's a lot. I could just, it would be like that movie when the time, the clock just goes and the person's <laughs> <Yeah>. still talking. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I'm a chef. I'm an entrepreneur. I um, love, honestly, my mission is to impact people through food. That, that's That's the basics of it. I do that in a variety of ways from cooking for people, doing cooking workshops, retreats. Um, I teach a lot. I teach culinary arts. I teach food business, um, uh, business planning and standard operating procedures, food safety, blah, blah, blah. I can go on and on and on. Um, you know, I just, I have a lot of, I wear a lot of different hats. Let's say that irons in the fire, Mm -hmm. a lot of balls juggling, however you want (laughs) to, you know, whatever the analogy is. Um, and so being able to, I honestly, I really needed this, like for me personally, you know, the whole experience, right? Everything we learned, the shooting part, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, um, the escape part for me, you know, I, I have a, like I said, a lot of responsibilities and so just being able to step away. I love nature. I love the wilderness. I love all of that. So just being able to come here to this really amazing and beautiful place surrounded by great people, good company, good food, good conversation, a lot of talent in this space. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it was like every moment was like I was taking something in, you know. And so, I mean, that helps me to be grounded. It helps ground me, honestly. I feel like, you know, I've been working hard. I just bought a building and all this stuff. So I, I, I feel like my grounding was getting a little... You know, mm-hmm. I was not grounded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this brought you <laughs> just back. Say that. Yeah. Yes, this definitely brought me back. So I'm just honestly full of gratitude for the experience for Ed and Company. I like that Ed and Company. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to more opportunities to engage like this. And honestly, share the story. I'm still processing, mm-hmm. you know, I want to be able to share what we've done with other people. I'm honestly super excited that a lot a lot of this was captured, video, photos, mm-hmm. and just to be able to kind of run that back and, and see it when it all comes together um, and share that with other people. I, I hope it inspires people to, mm-hmm. like I said, uh, well, I said yesterday, um, to step out of their comfort zone mm-hmm. and and be inspired to do something different and to learn, honestly, ab- we learned a lot about all this stuff we've talked about hunting mm-hmm. and the land and the animals, but like about myself and and what I'm capable of and and what uh, my boundaries are and mm-hmm. all those type of things. So, what would you say to somebody who? So you and I went fishing in the Boundary yes. Waters in 2015. Yeah. We've now gone turkey hunting. I know in Idaho. What do you say to somebody who hasn't done this before? Who's like, that's not, I can't do that. 
man first of all mark i just have to say thank you like every time i engage with you it's like this whirlwind amazing (laughs) experience okay boundary waters like i've been camping before but everything i experienced there was a new learning experience same thing now um i mean what i would say is you know i i dealt with some of that myself like what idaho who what where am i going i don't know any of it i don't who what you know and so but something inside of me would not allow me to say no. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah, yeah. but at the same time, there was a lot of fear in it for me, you know, just the the guns and the, you know, learning how to move around safely, like just loading, mm-hmm. unloading, getting out in and out of a vehicle, how to move around with a, people around you with a loaded weapon. Like a lot of that was honestly scary with me. I don't, you know, I, I have handled guns, but I don't handle guns on a regular basis. And so right. that was something that was, you know, scary to me. You know, I'm, I'm one of those people that like thinks of the worst thing that could happen in your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, so, but at the same time I had to step out on faith and, and really um, not limit myself. And I think that's what I would say is don't limit yourself. You don't know what opportunities, what learning that you can do, um, and honestly, like all of that, plus all the great connections and networking we were able to do, it feels like, you know, we're out hunting, we're doing all this stuff, we do other stuff, but like the other half of the time, we're all like brainstorming about all of the, mm-hmm. the harebrained schemes yes. of what we can do together and how we can collaborate. And like that gets me going really hard. So you know? talk about that, because I mean, from the standpoint of you coming out hunting, a lot of what you do is focused on vegetarian, <laughs> vegan cooking. <laughs> I mean, a bit. I've, a I've become based. known for that. Yeah. I I didn't start out with that. I started out with more like globally inspired comfort food. So my that's that was my original niche was like, you know, when I became a chef, it was like, well, what's your niche? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't have a niche. I want to do everything and anything. I want to be able to cook on a curb. You know what yeah. I mean? Just like with nothing, you know? Um, but then I came up with this globally inspired comfort food, went to culinary school and really, um, focused on just learning different global cuisines and things like that. And so, um, and then I evolve, you know, I'm always evolving. This is part of my evolution. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm always evolving as a chef. And so going from that and then getting more into plant-based eating and doing a lot of vegan stuff and really promoting healing. That really, it's about healing. It's not necessarily about plant-based. I don't really, I mean, you know, I, of course, I promote a lot of vegetables and things like that. I love vegetables. I love plants. I love gardening, foraging, all of those things. But that's not, it's not about like promoting some diet. It's really yeah. about the healing of it. Mm. And there's a lot of healing to be had in all of this experience so can you make that connection like in terms of absolutely yeah so in terms of what you're doing on a daily basis with that side a lot of people would would be confused by that Mm -hmm. i think right well maybe i mean i i think i'm i don't like to so first of all i don't fit in anybody's boxes like do not put a box around me because Mm -hmm. i'm gonna break out of the boxes Mm -hmm. okay lauren hill has a great song called i get out and she's talking about getting out of people's boxes and I think that's really what what a big part of it is about. And I think that's about what the healing is about, too, for me. It's not just, oh, healing, like, you're an herbalist. What herb can I use to heal this? Or what can I do to heal that? Or I got to eat better to do this. It's a lot of, like, mental, spiritual, and, like, just rounding you out as a person healing. Mm-hmm. 
there's a lot of healing and just connecting with other people and not just being about work, work, work all the time. Um, for me, this has been a healing experience in a lot of ways for me outside of that Mm. mentally, Mm. you know, hunting, Um, going out, hunting, going out like that's the primal, you know, yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And so that that's the connection for me is the healing that I'm able to get from it and, and to be able to share that with other people Yeah, and, and, and spread that impact. So, Mm. yeah. So Cheka, you, you're a little bit different in terms of you are a butcher. Mm-hmm. So meat is part of your work, mm-hmm. but hunting isn't necessarily. That's sort of a new thing. Yeah, it is. I'm a first generation hunter. <laughs> so me too now, I guess. I know. Hey. <laughs> so why? What? What? Uh, what got you interested? I mean, why? Uh, this guy named Mark. <laughs> 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 what do you want me to say, Mark? <laughs> modern carnivore got me interested. That's not I am a modern carnivore. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's literally the truth. <laughs> no, but prior but, but, to that, yeah. like, like what, like, okay, you talked to Rennell. Like, talk yeah. about that maybe. So, I mean, like, what were you like, oh, this is sort of interesting. Maybe I, maybe I could do this. Yeah, I think so. I had not shot a gun for most of my adult life and was, because I'm in the city, gun violence is a part of life. The guns make me uncomfortable. The pandemic, COVID, Mm -hmm. all the uprisings. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of guns around me and I had no choice whether that was happening or not. So I don't feel super comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. And then being in the hunting world, it's just a regular part of, it's a regular part of the culture and Mm -hmm. people are very comfortable with it. So once I was able to sort of reframe it a little bit for myself that this isn't a dangerous thing in and mm-hmm. of itself and I can learn how to operate it, I can learn how to take it apart, uh, use it safely, it became a little bit of a challenge. And then a friend of mine, Ronell, who I learned how to butcher with, so I learned how to butcher in a co-op, retail, whole animal, did farm slaughters, I'm coming into hunting from a meat cutting perspective. Um, but meat cutting livestock, so pork, beef, lamb, poultry, and had been a part of a couple of deer processing, but only in like people's garage. And um, so a friend of mine, Ronell, had gone out with Mark during the pandemic sometime. I don't remember when it was, but he came back from that talking about this great guy named Mark. And oh, yeah, it was super easy. Like, you should do it. And I was like, I ain't going to go hunting. Like, I haven't <laughs> just, I got too much shit going on. I don't want to learn a whole nother thing. Like, it just seems, because growing up in Minnesota, hunting culture is thick. Mm-hmm. And it's a foggy culture to get into if you don't know where to start and if you don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. Grew up fishing, which to right. me, fishing was way more approachable yeah. from where I was coming from and with my family. And you just need a pole and a lakeside and a dock and you're good to go. Maybe some worms, right? Hunting has this whole gear culture to it and getting the tags and dealing with DNR, like all of that just is sort of a lot to work with when you're not used to it. And the culture is really kind of intense. And coming into it a little later in life, I, you know, I have these moments and we're all around this like middle life age. Like, do I want to learn a whole nother thing right now? 
<laughs> like, do I have the capacity, the brain power, the energy, desire, passion to learn this whole other thing? And turns out I did. <laughs> <laughs> and right. um, and then so I started to really think about how to process wild game and that that's something I really want to learn how to do with my hands. Like I can meditate my way through butchering a whole lamb. I want to be able to do that with deer, elk, lots of other animals. Um, I love the idea of like field to plate. I love the idea of people who hunt their animals being the ones that are breaking them down, turning the muscle into meat, learning the sausage, learning how to make it taste good for their family. I love that sort of beginning to end. And what Lachelle was saying about her sort of her passion around food I find a lot of healing through cutting meat, which mm -hmm. sounds like kind of bizarre, especially <laughs> to some of my vegan friends. I get it. No. But butchering yeah. really did help me like fall back in love with the world in some ways. And during the pandemic, I had blinders on and I just dove in. Um, and being a part of on-farm slaughters, I learned a lot about shit that can go wrong <laughs> and, um, and shit mm. that can really go right. And th from beginning to end, I'm really passionate about uh, being a part of conversations and guides and being out here with Ed and these guys thinking about, you know, the responsibility of hunting to me is using that whole animal. Like if you're not using, if you're just taking the back, if you're wasting the organs. If you're taking like all this shit's getting left in the field, a part of my stomach turns. I'm like, Oh, it's so wasteful. Like I just, mm -hmm. I would be hell bent to try to help people figure out how to use the whole animal that, they're taking the life of and use it well and understand all the pieces of it. And then cookery is the final step. So right. like butchery is an important step, mm -hmm. but like final most important step is how you cook that thing. Cause you can do all the right things and then you can really mess it up in the end. Right. I know, right? <laughs> that final step means Get a lot. Get that meat on the table. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my whole like tagline for the Minneapolis meat collective is mastering meat and community. Like mm -hmm. your passion around food. I have the same passion around teaching people how to break down meat and the aha moments. And what's sort of bizarre in some ways is we're both teachers and we're over here being students. Right. So we're in the spot <laughs> where we're like, I'm trying to do the thing I'm telling other people to do when they have a knife in their hand for the first time and how mm -hmm. to turn this thing into something else. And that's what I feel like you were doing with us yesterday, Ed, even though we were all kind of learning and I had, you know, it was Mark, Ed, and the photographer all talking to us. I felt clumsy. I felt mm -hmm. humbled. Mm -hmm. I felt kind of nervous. <laughs> am I going to mess up? Um, what do I do when I actually see the turkey? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> that moment. That moment. <laughs> okay, so talk a little bit about that scene yesterday <laughs> afternoon when i was army crawling you were on army the ground crawling. exactly man that, that was, was intense, like the Ed. climax climactic uh, for me it was oh. very much a moment where i was like oh okay yeah this is this is getting <laughs> real now and i was really just following cues i was following cues from ed and the photographer who was also hunter like i and i was following my own cues but honestly it was i felt really out of my depth but also focused and then i at some points, I was like, okay, you have this gun in your hand. Like, focus on the gun. This is, you need to put your all your energy into making sure you hold this thing and treat it safely. While also not tripping and stepping in the wrong place or being seen by a turkey. Like, it's just a lot of moving parts. Um, 
But did I have all my senses like firing off on all cylinders? Yes. And I loved it. And I want to do it again. <laughs> like, I want to do that again. Yeah, absolutely. I, <laughs> I was kind of like, okay. It's the like, once you, then we got the I was adrenaline. like, dang, we could have one more day. I was like, yeah, when, when I shot, I was like, I want to run up the hill and get it. <laughs> He's know? like, no, no, no. Like, really? I got one more I know, like, we turned back to leave. I was like, we could go get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Love so, it. Ed, what do you think of these experiences like this? And why do you think Idaho... You moved from Minnesota, so we're Minnesotans. Yeah, all we're of all us. just a bunch of Minnesotans here sitting <laughs> here around having a chat. Don't oh, you know? <laughs> what do you love about Idaho? Why Why'd you come out here? Um, I came out with the Air Force. Graduated from the University of Minnesota. Got the opportunity to Gophers. serve the country. Go Gophers. <laughs> I can't believe they lost the championship this year. <laughs> I know. So disappointing. Anyway, no, it's uh, yeah. I got to Idaho and told my mom I'm never coming back. <laughs> Fell in love with this place. Or did she cheer? Did she have a party? She probably had a party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I got out here and it's been just a, a, a you know, a comedy of errors to get to this point. You know, obviously had a had a good run at the art career. Fell over backwards into the outdoor industry and been really fortunate to have a lot of good partners you know people to to get this thing off the ground and and be involved with drift west like just just very fortunate and an experience like this again like you guys were awesome i mean it was so fun to to get to see you in the field the reactions yeah mm-hmm. i mean the last day of the season crawling on our bellies and almost like uh, <laughs> I, I think at one point i was like all right we got to we got to just make this happen. Yeah, you know? right. and we're just sure, going to get that. Sure thing. enough, right. we're crawling on our bellies with the guns across my forearm. You know, like yeah. trying to get just close enough, and then creeping through bogs looking for these animals and putting you guys in these situations that are just they're nuts. Yeah, they're nuts. Totally. It, but but no, just so much fun. I mean, it, I, I again, like I got to this place. I this was one of the first projects I did in Idaho after I got out of the air force and got mm. to this where we're sitting right now. And it's like, yeah, Minnesota if, if people are listening could see the, uh, I know, we've got. Really yeah, we've got, I mean, we've got the Payette river <laughs> yeah. here at high flow yeah. below us. The sun's out in the Western sky mm-hmm. over no business mountain in Valley County, you know, just South of McCall. Yeah. I got to this place and I was like, yeah, I kind of like Minnesota. It's a good, community I have a bunch of friends there but yeah there's some stuff here I <laughs> think we can work here. <laughs> no, no photograph could there's do some this. stuff here i gotta check out guys yeah yeah well and we saw so many turkeys here's what's funny yeah. so it's like my buddy greg called this afternoon yeah as i was sitting here yeah. and he's like where are you what are you doing and i said we're we're in idaho we're hunting turkeys he goes let me guess they're not coming to the call late in the season no oh. he was just talking about he was doing some late season turkey hunting in minnesota you know and it's just like you know late this season but we saw so many birds a lot of I birds mean, a lot of birds i mean the, the weather helped you know we got a little turn in the weather brought them out and yep um got into them but yeah they were all hanging up they were they were hanging up to the call at you know 50 60 yards just out of out of shot range mm-hmm. out of eyesight and and in the learning process for you guys like it's hard to say you know i said we got to run and gun a little bit 
like mm-hmm. running and gunning is hard. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a lifetime of experience to be able to creep through the trees and the shadows and mm-hmm. be able to set up for a shot and just yeah. like that's hard. That's hard work. That ain't first hunt kind of stuff. Sure. So <laughs> like you guys are tremendous sports for being like, all right, let's let's make this happen. Sure. Like let's we're we're at the end. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So yeah. no, absolutely. It's a good example of where yeah, I mean like probably the hardest making it happen moment i had years ago at duck hunting in north dakota we belly crawled 400 yards oh, oh yeah goodness. like to oh, get into these dang. ducks because it was so hard because every time you turn a corner out in the middle of, of nowhere a lot of local ducks they'd see they'd see a car come they were gone yeah and so we had oh, wow. to we had to sneak up on these mm-hmm. and we got two ducks out of it oh my gosh <laughs> we got ducks highly <laughs> tactical like this was really tactical mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know strategy as far as like trying to everything we did and then in the end on my on my shot we went in completely different than the entire yeah you know way that we had been hunting them the I whole know. time which was stay posted camouflage don't move they can't yeah. now we're like coming up on them basically ambushing and both of us going too to see <laughs> yeah who could take that exactly shot and, and then like trying to shoot at it, them while they're moving which is very different than mm-hmm. the other way so no it's yeah. it, it, it's a great example i think for you to be new hunters too of like the the aspect of hunting isn't this super sometimes it's easy Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, it isn't this easy thing where you just go out and you squeeze the trigger and mm-hmm. there's the animal that stands right in front of you, right? Right. This is hard stuff. Man. And, and it makes you appreciate. And I, I'm bummed we did not get a turkey. Yeah, we, we got so close. We got so close. So close. Uh, and the next hunt, we're going to get some animals. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it you really appreciate from a from a butchering and a cooking perspective. Absolutely. Isn't that like a like if we would have gotten that bird? last night yeah mm-hmm. that a level of appreciation of everything that went into it yeah yes. i think it's something it's hard to describe or explain to people mm-hmm. um but it's something i think more people i wish they could experience absolutely more mm-hmm. people need to experience that mm-hmm. for that very reason yeah. right the yeah. appreciation like i have this whole other appreciation for you know hunting and and what it actually takes you know i think yeah. we take that for granted we're so disconnected in our modern world from food and where our food comes from and how it gets to the table and i think that that was honestly a big motivating factor for me of why i wanted to come here and have this experience as a chef you know i, I talk all the time about food systems and how our food gets to our table and sustainability and all of these things and so um that was important to me to experience that and i think that honestly everyone needs to experience it at least once mm-hmm. yeah absolutely mm-hmm. well let's get you two on another hunt here soon i know you're already One, scheming I have, a question, <laughs> you're already I have a question for you two mark and ed yeah. the last couple of days when we were out in the woods how many times did you just want to have the gun in your hand so you could shoot the <laughs> good question <laughs> How many times, Mark, where you're like, ah, oh, dang it, if I just had this chocolate, I would have gotten that bird. How many yeah. turkeys would we have had? <laughs> I mean, Ed was our caller. What do you think about that experience for you? You had said a few things. You're like, I'm new to this, too. So I, I Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm relatively, you know, I'm generally, I've, I've spent a lot of time elk guiding, and, and this, you know, being involved with this with this turkey thing is very new to us, and 
Um, had some good mentors myself recently teach me a bunch of things from, you know, the, 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 just kind of how to do this game, you know, mm-hmm. got to, got to have kind of a crash course in it and figure it out. And it's, it turns out it's not that different. There's mm-hmm. definitely, I mean, I'm a, at the very baby steps of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I love guiding. Mm. I love the the interaction and seeing people and how they interact with wild places. And part of like getting to be involved with Drift West is like providing an experience for folks. That's so much more rewarding for all of us on the team to be like, mm. you know, getting people, you know, I'm picking you up at the airport in a giant old school <laughs> F-250. I'm a big guy. You're coming from the cities <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. In a stra- like, yeah. And then I'm taking you to the mountains of Idaho. Like, it's really incumbent on us to be like, this needs to be a comfortable experience mm-hmm. and, like, make it comfortable for you guys. So, yeah, sure, there's always times when, like, we come back to the lodge and I grab the guys and we're having a beer out on the on, out in the yeah. driveway and it's like, oh man, you guys, I can't believe it. Like, <laughs> you know, that's that's guide talk, right? Like, yes. like did everything I was supposed to. I can't. But like, that's just commiseration in mm-hmm. the in the in the act of it. Like, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know, like like you miss every shot you don't take, yeah. but. I don't like getting you guys this experience is so much more important than, mm. than us killing a turkey. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. 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 Getting the turkeys. Great. Getting to provide the food, getting the, the getting all that stuff together. But mm-hmm. you know what? Like, Hey, I'll get opportunities to kill turkeys in my life. Yeah, It'll be fine. Right. I've killed plenty of turkeys in my life, Sure, but <laughs> like just getting to getting to do this with you guys was really special. That's yeah. Wonderful. What I loved seeing was, uh, what are we at, Friday here? So Wednesday morning to Thursday evening, the level of confidence and skills the two of you had and how it changed over literally not even 48 hours Mm. of like literally from just gun handling to – Getting set up to loading and unloading. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. we did a lot, that of, that, a lot of times. <laughs> we yeah. did. I'm pretty confident. <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? but it is. You know, we talked about it. it's muscle memory, it's familiarity, yeah. and mm-hmm. sure, like you said, I mean, in terms of an experienced hunter, you can do a quick setup. You can get in. You know exactly what's going to happen to a certain extent, mm-hmm. and you're able to create the odds, put the odds in your favor in a lot of respects of, of yeah. hopefully getting. A, you know, being able to pull the trigger, but that's not, that's not the focus. The focus is on a great experience. And I think we would all say, mm-hmm. like was just Absolutely. said, we had a great time. Mm-hmm. Did, yeah, we, we did. did we kill a bird? No. no. Did there we was... have a great time? Oh my Absolutely. gosh. Every moment, every I mean, moment, yeah. every gobble that we heard out there, every stock mm-hmm. we made, you yeah. know, it just, it mm-hmm. was, it was so fun. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, and, and, and for all of us, uh, for our part, like, the drift is this mm-hmm. yes. it's sitting around yes. having fun being with great people i i told everyone like this is the most exceptional group i've gotten to be around like mm. you guys the the whole crew you know having good so food, many cool people yeah maybe a few too many cocktails <laughs> little Thanks, campfire guitar <laughs> yeah <laughs> all hands in can cocktails mark yeah. mark you're limited, you're limited. <laughs> 
don't, what I mean? don't drink two of them. <laughs> no, don't drink three of them. Yeah. It's <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean that's that's the fun of the mm. the, the hunting camaraderie, going mm-hmm. on these, you know, being yeah. comfortable in the space, getting to to really cool places like. Mm-hmm. That's what we get to do with yeah. with Drift West is like yeah. whether it's you know maybe going to New Orleans to do a little uh, yeah. deep sea fishing <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. or getting on an elk hunt in a yeah. new comfortable <laughs> place. I don't know what we it's might do next, yeah. but like that's what you know being part of this team does. These guys yeah. at Drift West are pretty kick ass at putting together fun adventures. So mm-hmm. I don't know what's next, Mark. A lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned, everyone. I just want to say though that that the camaraderie piece and like what we build, you know, I, I call it community building. Like we're building this community around, and I think like the the trust that we got to build with each other. And mm-hmm. to your point, Cheka, about you know coming from the city and having mm-hmm. a lot of trauma around gun violence and things like that. I think that's part of the healing is to mm-hmm. be able to have this other experience to to like widen your horizon, mm-hmm. evolve you as a person, yeah. um, connect with other people. There's just a whole lot in mm-hmm. there that almost words can't even really capture. Well, that's totally. you're exactly right, Lachelle. And that's and that's the thing is this is for anyone and everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, and it's and it's something that doesn't need to be scary. You do it in the mm-hmm. right way, like we're doing it here this week. Right. Um, it isn't about man. If we could have killed a bird, that would have been great. But it isn't just about that. It's about the full experience. Mm-hmm. It's about connecting with nature. It's about connecting with other people. It's about the trust that goes into that mm-hmm. and uh, enjoying it. So totally, and trust is huge. Like. Mm-hmm. Having Lachelle, having you invite me was one thing because I knew I trusted you and I would come on anything you would invite me on. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, for sure. I was. Yeah, yes. Right. <laughs> but knowing Lachelle was here and my experience mm-hmm. with you these last few days has been like, oh, this is this is amazing to hunt with other women who are also doing it the first time. Mm-hmm. We're in our 40s, like doing a new thing, broadening right. our horizons, challenging ourselves, trying to heal. And we're also connected back at home. But now we have this whole yeah. other thing. The way like, that, that that is a like, game changer for me. The fact yeah. that you were here, like absolutely, and I think that camaraderie piece, mm-hmm. being trustworthy, is probably one of the best things you can be. And being cool. I mean, being cool and being trustworthy is a great. She looked at me when she said trustworthy, and then she looked at you and said, "I know." Because <laughs> <I know. laughs> <Well, laughs> well, well, <laughs> Ed's talking about being guides and i'm like to be a good guide like you need to be trustworthy and i think cool like you need to be likable enjoyable easy to be around and like it's not easy for a lot of people to say yes to this stuff you say it's accessible to everybody but it's truly not an easy yes for most people who Mm -hmm. don't grow up around this it's a thick wall to get through that's not even thinking of the gear that's just relationally Mm -hmm. and um and you guys are both leaders in your own communities and you're both trustworthy which is huge um, so I, and the fact that Lachelle was on this was also an easy yes for me because I'm yeah. inspired by and admire you so much. And I also saw Likewise. you change the last couple of days from the beginning to when we actually shot, like I was behind you girl when you were shooting. <laughs> 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 I mean, <laughs> up, I'm never, I know motions. I'm never going to get that out of my <laughs> head. Like just watching you do it. <laughs> you did it again. That was amazing. And I yeah, didn't I, have the camera. I, I, honestly, I feel like I changed in that moment. Like the walk up <laughs> and then the, okay, the bird is 
right there. <laughs> and there is this moment when the bird is right there. You're like, shit, this is the moment. Like, the bird is <laughs> right I there. <laughs> I got to shoot. You know what I mean? And, yeah, it, that was it's pretty uh, epic. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> amazing. I, like I said, I'm still processing. <laughs> totally. <laughs> well, I had a great time. I'm glad you you all did, too. And uh, I want to thank Drift West. Yes. No Absolutely. Business Lodge. Yes. Oh my gosh, what a what a great week! And, uh, Ed is an amazing host. I just want to yes. <laughs> thank you and your team. Yes, so so great. I, you know what? I do want to say this. Yeah. When when you went in da- down to the neighbor's place and got my suitcase, they got lost <laughs> on the plane or whatever. I was like, oh, we're gonna be friends for life now. <laughs> After that, I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we're gonna we're doing more event adventures uh, later this year, and uh, so everybody stay tuned for the story will which will continue. And uh, Lachelle Cheka, thanks for coming out. Ed, thank you for thank you guys. Thank all of you. Thanks for listening to the Modern Carnivore Podcast. You can continue the journey by going to modcarn.com. 